to the Feel Project podcast, where we break the stigma. Jolene, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for coming and oh, thank you, Jolene. Thank you for joining us on this podcast because what I found out is that mental health is actually our entire well-being. And we've come into this society where we think mental health is invisible, not seen, and it's got nothing to do with our entire existence, almost. So I want to get to know you and your story and why does your mental health matter? Because we're from a cultural background where our mental health is almost non-existent and talking about our feelings is almost as if it's like we're labelled sick, which is quite unfair because how we're expressing ourselves is through emotions. So why is it that, you know, with us being high-functioning people, you'll never know who is that good enough to hide their emotions where we're just digging it way deep down to the point where our yep. behaviour does not justify, you know, what we, what, we want, what we want people to perceive us as. People just assume That's that we're happy, but behind closed doors we're just, like, lonely and, and desperate for help, but we can't. So yep. knowing that you're a fantastic mom with long pink luscious hair with <laughs> amazing green eyes and I just found out that you were born in Greece and a Syrian. Yeah, like how has it been like, growing up in this culture, let alone breaking free from the stigma for you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yes, hi, guys. I'm Jolene. I'm a mother of two boys one of them who's on the spectrum and I basically love helping mums out. So I started, firstly, I started with an autism page and have now been into coaching, but I'll speak about how, how I've been down in the dumps in the past and how my, yeah, how the stigma of being in a Middle Eastern family and what they think about that. So basically, look, growing up, we believed or we were told basically uh, that, you know, if anyone visited a counsellor or psychologist that, either they were crazy or something's wrong with them or, you know, that they're, like you said, like they were sick, something's wrong with them. It's not, you know, a standard thing that happens. So growing up, that's how I learned, um, you know, about mental health and basically lucky for social media. So obviously as I got older, I started seeing more, learning more through social media and seeing that, you know, it was quite, you know, normal for many people to have mental health issues that we didn't even know about, um, you know, not everyone opens up, but just how uh, common it was, you know, like you literally, everyone you speak to has a story and you don't know till you speak to them or unless they open up. And um, yeah, and just learning about that has um, really, really, really helped, you know, like, so when I was in that situation, so I'll just speak about it. So when my son first got diagnosed, uh, he was, two and we didn't take the diagnosis very well so he got diagnosed with autism we didn't know much about autism at the time mm. so our world basically came crashing down and in that first year it was very difficult for me um, I just felt like I didn't want to speak about it to anyone because I felt that um, people would judge I just felt bad for my son and yeah I just couldn't speak about it. I'd get too emotional so I held it all in so that first year was really really tough for me and I remember at one stage it got so tough where I was basically sitting in my room and I 
I was feeling so low. I was deprived with sleep. Um, I was struggling with the whole thing and just um, it was just all overwhelming, like, you know, thinking about everything, all the support I need to get for my son, what I need to do, and just the sleepless nights or just having challenging days with him. I It just got too much. So I was at, actually at a point where I felt so low. I started sending out texts to my friends, basically Basically, it was like I knew that I had to send out texts because if I didn't, that something might happen. That's how low I was feeling. I actually was feeling really low, like the lowest I've ever felt probably in my life. And I remember sending out text messages to my friends, just maybe one or two friends, and just saying, you know, I'm feeling this way. I feel really low, blah, 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 like just hoping that they'd write back with something to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that, um, yeah, I just felt like I, that was a necessity. I just thought, I know, you know, people might think I'm whinging, but I'm just going to do it anyway. I'll push myself through that because that's what we think. We think that, you know, oh, I don't want to sound like a whinger. No one wants to hear my problems. But when you're feeling that low, please, guys, just reach out because you just don't know um, how much it can help you. So I sent out messages. I do remember getting some replies of, you know, positivity. And I just thought it wasn't enough at the time. And, you know, it doesn't matter who would have called me, whether it's family or friends at the time. I needed something more than that. And that's when I knew I had to call. I knew all along about, you know, helplines. Um, you know, there's parent lines, counselling. And I remember you know, I'd see it all the time on social media. So even when you advertise, when you're showing, you know, guys, you know, mental health matters, you can call this number, you can contact me for, to speak with me, you know, a counsellor, um, all that helps because you just don't know when someone is in that moment, even in the future, how it can help them because that's how it helped me. So I, you know what I mean? I remembered that those numbers were there and I called the helpline and as I was talking to the lady at the beginning, I felt like, you know, with counselling, they um, talk back to you, ask you questions. They're leading you basically to where you can... Um, feel better or think in a better way and yeah at the, at the beginning you might think this is not helping me she's just you know repeating what I'm saying or asking me questions but you don't realize that they're actually guiding you and making you aware of how you're thinking and guiding you to how you should think mm-hmm. and it helped me it helped me a lot um, by the end of the phone call I actually felt like a better person and I didn't feel down in the dumps like I was before I made that call so it made a huge difference so I highly recommend to anyone that is feeling that way and feel like they have nowhere to turn to and either family or friends won't cut it like just make that phone call make an appointment with a counsellor call them just do it guys because you just don't know how much it can help you Mm. wow that's um so powerful like to even even like the highlight of that what you just shared is that we sometimes the ones closest to us we are almost numb to their, I guess, their support or their advice because we just don't sometimes take on their feedback or what they say. It always has to take someone outside of the family network or your friendship circle to go, oh, my gosh, this is a different perspective because everyone's already known you. That's right. That as well, like with the knowing you and also in regards to obviously someone professional that's been trained in it um, knows what to say and when to say it, whereas family or friends, um, they can be supportive and they can tell you they're there for you, but that might not change the way you're thinking at the time because you need to professionally be guided and talk through, do you know what I mean, your emotions and feelings so that you can, yeah, let it all out. Yeah. It's interesting that, um, you know, we hear and read a lot of stories where many people have to hit their breaking point to either survive or to continue swimming in that guilt or that victim mind state. For you, um, I can just feel that burning fire within your tummy 
where you're like, stuff it, got nothing to lose, I'm going to go all out with the text. Yep. Yeah, I was just at, that was like you said, yeah, you you reach this point where you think that's it, you know, and we shouldn't leave it to that moment. Like maybe leading up to that, I could have probably asked for help or spoken to someone before that. But like I said, you feel guilty half the time and you you feel like you don't want to be a burden on anyone, which you never are. So if someone really knows truly how you're feeling and they care for you and they love you, they will try to help you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, unless you get to that point, that's when people open up and people say, or sometimes it's too late and people say, if I knew I would have been there for them, I would have spoken to them, I would have done anything. But they don't get that, you know, um, it's hard for that person sometimes to open up before that or they give out hints but the other person doesn't get it. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, it, you know, not I guess mental health has become so revolutionised where it's just got this label and it's just, like, fascinating that everyone's so physically, you know, well and then you don't realise that the, the feelings and the stress comes along with it and it's almost as if it's like it does not exist. Yeah, if you have stomach ulcers or you've got a headache, it's because of. That's right. And a lot of people, I mean, I, I speak to a lot of mums, um, you know, I help mums. So I, every single mum I speak to basically um, has an underlying health, uh, mental health, sorry, um, issue, or a lot of it is anxiety. So a lot of people suffer from anxiety and that causes other problems, you know, and a lot of people don't realise and everyone thinks they're alone. So everyone I speak to, they think they're the only one with that problem. Mm-hmm. And when I say to them, look, I get overwhelmed with a lot of things or anxious and they think, oh, like, you know, because social media is a good, a bad, a good and bad thing, you know, because on social media I tell everyone this, people that, you know, you see everyone, you think, oh, that mum has it perfect. She just had a kid, you know, she doesn't have an issue in the world. And that's not the case. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Do you, when you're having a bad day, having an anxious day or have a, had a fight with your husband, do you sit there and post and say, we had a fight today, I'm feeling anxious, I'm not happy? Do you do that? No. And I say that to everyone and think, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't do that. Well, they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to show you only their good moments, not their bad moments. So you think they've got a perfect life. But just like you, they're not going to post their worst moments on. Some do, some are raw. I like to be real and I like to tell people if I'm having a bad day or if, you know, I, you know, challenging day, et cetera. But, um, yeah, we've got to keep it real. But mm-hmm. the more we keep it real, the better for others, yeah. But, no, it's very, like you said, it's invisible, um, a lot of it because people don't open up or uh, admit it mm-hmm. and um, or don't think that other people are going through it and think they're alone, which is, yeah, not good. Mm. And, like, through your social media, you talk a lot about fear and fear almost is that best friend that we all have. Yes, yes, a lot of people have fear. Yeah. Fear of, um, you know, uh, of moving forward, what other, people's, uh, other people think. Like you said, even with counselling, like if I go see a counsellor, am I seeing a psychologist? Does that mean people think, um, you know, something's wrong with me? Um, people, a lot of people have fear. And if you can conquer that fear, it's a mindset thing. You know, if people um, realise that, you know, that there's no point of having that fear, you know, when you, if you think about it this way, a lot of the time we have fear because it's the unknown. You know, we don't take that step forward because we think, oh, you know, you're scared. But it's like, hang on a minute, if you play it out in your head and imagine the whole thing and think, okay, well, that's the worst that can happen, Mm. what are you scared of? There is nothing to be scared of. Like, you know, so, yeah, it all depends on, what you're thinking about but with fear definitely that's a huge one a lot of people fear they're too scared to take that step forward Mm. 
Uh, so true. Like I remember one of the posts that you shared with when Mr. J wanted uh, spaghetti bolognese and I think you forgot to put it in the fridge or something like that. You had to restart. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I literally like put myself in your shoes and I would have lost my shit. Like I would have thought, <laughs> oh, my God, I would have literally gone backwards or reversed my day where I think I was waiting at Coles for one hour. I couldn't even like scan my product. And then I get home, then I had to deal with this, then that, and then I end up not being able to serve dinner for my kid. So I'm already focused on the past, exactly what you said. Like, what can you do now? Can only focus on the present. And that really resonated with me because I would have just swam in that that emotion that I was so used to. That's right. Yeah, I used to be like that too. So I'd get stuck in that. And you just sit there and um, you basically first of all you're wasting time you could have made that spaghetti in the time you're sitting there thinking about it over and over um you just get overwhelmed um you you probably remember the other post I put up the five second rule uh so if you just say yeah that happened right so I cooked spaghetti spent you know so much time in the kitchen making it for my son and then the worst thing happens you've left it out overnight so in the morning you come out and you're like oh no I forgot to put in the fridge so guess what I have to make it again Mm. I would usually sit there and just think about it and get overwhelmed and just you know get full of emotions and I've realized that if I just sit there and just remake it it's not going to change anything if I sit there and cry about it for an hour like it really won't so just get over it get on with it and do it and yeah that's helped me a lot just to Mm. move forward yeah so now you, I, uh, I think you've been doing sip and chats with mums for quite some time. What's your, I guess, go-to statement for mums out there who are in a similar situation with you? What, what I, I can understand that, I mean, sorry, I can appreciate the connecting with stories and really sharing, I guess, the unknown pain points or even the most embarrassing where they think, oh, you know what, her issues are far worse than mine. Oh, just keep it, you know, way deep down. So how, what's the magic that Jolene gives with your luscious pink hair and your googly eyes? <laughs> I love it. Um, surely there's there's some magic in you because you're always like just so present with what you do. And you've got, and you're gravitating towards, or mums are gravitating towards you to be able to just open up. So what do you, what's that one statement or something that you just go, oh my God, I, I know what Jolene's talking about. Um, look, if it's more like advice, I would give, um, I would say to mums, you know, every day we have a choice. So I, I think in life, you can basically choose, I mean, you could be either the victim, you probably know this, either the victim or um, the cause. And I've come to learn, um, you know, I've studied a bit of mindset. So I've, I've learned a lot about that. And it's changed my life, to be honest, because I used to be the victim type. So I know everyone's got problems. I've got issues too. I have um, hard days. I have really hard days. I've, Like I said, I've got a son with special needs. So, you know, I'm not any different to them when we meet up and or the biggest difference with everyone would be their mindset. What I have learned is that I can wake up in the morning and feel sorry for myself and think, you know, I've got it really hard. Yet, you know, I've got it harder than others, but some people have it harder than me. And it doesn't mean that my problem doesn't exist or is not important. It's important, but we have to put things in perspective. And also we have to look at the good in every situation because if we live always just worrying about, um, you know, the 
the hardships we have and focus on that, well, guess what? Well, you're going to be constantly upset, constantly angry, um, and you're just going to have this bad mood carried on constantly, you know, every time you wake up throughout the day. But if you wake up or you carry on with the day and think, okay, yes, look, I've got this hardship, but, you know, and then look at all the good things you have. Look, you know, my son can run around and play with other kids. He gets along with his sibling, which I never imagined would happen. He's teaching us so much. He's humbled us. Um, I've learned so much about life through my son and his experiences. I probably wouldn't be where I am right now with um, with helping mums and, um, you know, teaching mums certain things. If it wasn't for my son, I wouldn't be in this position. So I'm thankful for so many things, even though, like I said, I struggle. So if people, I think, look at things in in the way that they look at the good in every situation, it will change your life. You'll live a ha- happy, healthier, longer life. Mm. And, um, yeah, and it, it really matters. And even your mental health will help your mental health and even health-wise. So yeah. I think just changing your mindset is a huge one. No matter what problem you have, I think looking at things in a good way, it doesn't matter how bad it is, then, you know, I think that will help you big time. Mm. And it's just, again, like so interesting that it's, actually the environment that we have put ourselves in or um, yes. since, since birth we have been conditioned to the fear to the anxiety that's right uh, meeting yep. expectations and then when you get to a certain age maybe dare I say probably mid-20s to even 30s to late 40s it's that benchmark where we don't have that mental capacity to think for ourselves because we're so used to the trauma, the, um, you know, the family or personal issues, the workplace issues. So we almost accept that as the norm. Yes, that's right. Or well, some people don't know any better. Like I, mm-hmm. I just turned 40 and this is just before I turned 40 is when I started realising all this and learning about the mindset and realising that life doesn't have to be that way, like you said, mm-hmm. because we grew up with that fear. We were embedded with that fear. So those limiting beliefs that were input from our teachers, our parents, our, you know, whatever we learned back then or whatever we were watching. And you just realise that you don't have to live that way, you know. You just, um, you can change that. doesn't matter if you're 40, if you're 50, if you're 60. I don't care what age you are. I'm 40. And just okay. now I feel like I'm, you know, living life to the max because I've realised that, um, yeah, you can conquer fear. You can, um, you know, you can live in a certain way and think certain ways where you don't have to be always struggling or worrying. And, yeah, you'll have tough days. But when you have a different mindset, those days aren't that tough. It changes things. Damn, girl, you have awakened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> look 40. Are you sure you don't have any Asian genes in you? No, I'm lucky my mum's got good genes, so hopefully those will carry on. But, um, no, I'm, I am 40, unfortunately, turning 41 this year. But you know what? Not oh. even unfortunately because that is when I've realised what I want to do in life and, um, you know, I don't care. Like, with it, it's your energy. I yeah. could be 60 now and with this energy I feel like I'm 20. So, yeah, age doesn't matter. See how quick you were able to pick that up when you uh, reframed the unfortunate to fortunate? Yes, yes, That's, no negativity here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See how quick you're able to, like, just, yeah, just pick that up and go, not, not going to let that be a setback because of age. Yes, the number one thing is being aware. So if hmm. um, number one thing with mindset is learning how to be aware. When you are aware of those thoughts creeping into your head and as soon as you hear those, you think, nope, there it is. Okay, not switch that off, change it to this. Then you guys will get far because um, that's that's what it takes first, being aware and then changing it. 
Wow. What a power, power session. <laughs> I'm learning more a lot about you, girl. Um, <laughs> so one more thing. Why does your mental health matter now ever than before? I know we've probably touched on, on bits and pieces, but to sum it up, why does it matter more now than ever before? My mental health? My mental health matters more now than ever because I have um, little boys growing up that are watching me and um, as a mother, I want to be a great example and I don't want my children growing up with limiting beliefs that they shouldn't be growing up with. Mm. I want them to realise that um, they can speak things out, um, you know, that there's someone there that can support them. If they need help, they can ask. So I've really tried to... um, bring that belief onto them and to change things up and not have the same limiting beliefs that I had um, and just to show them what's out there and basically that, um, yeah, the, the, the new way of thinking, you know. Mm. Wow. So not only, Jolene, you're breaking free from the mental health stigma, you're also breaking the intergenerational issues that many of us still inherit and carry on till this day. Yes, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Thank will. you so much. Um, for all the listeners out there, Jolene G is a confidence coach. More details about what she does will be provided in the link and also in the bio below. But again, um, this is another power session. And man, what a way. I think this will be the next movement because we've carried on this stigma for how many years? 60, 70 years plus? Yep. Technology is advancing. Why can't mental health? That's right. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. You are amazing and um, putting it out there because not many people have the guts to do that or, you know, don't think it's that important. But what you're doing is amazing. Um, You know, I love your post and your positivity and um, really trying to break people out of it because, um, you know, you're very precise and um, direct, which is what people need because people just beat around the bush, but you don't. And I love that because it's raw and real and it will wake people up. So keep doing what you're doing. High five, woman. Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, And maybe we'll speak again. Yes, maybe a part two. You never know. (laughs) Woohoo! Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.